time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, watchers, to another episode of After the Credits. Tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about what if. What if if we talk? What if we talk about the first half of Marvel's What If? Well, you're about to find out, everyone, because that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm your host for this episode 83, I believe. Um, and with me, as always, we got Ryan Davis here. I'm here to watch what happens if we do this thing <laughs> uh good we need watchers um i guess we have listeners i said i said greetings watchers but i guess they're listeners and chewy is here also though yes i am or what if i'm not <laughs> well i guess we're I'm, about to find out i'm here to answer too. the question what if we don't do this <laughs> Bye, everyone. Just, Thanks for tuning in. Okay, goodbye. That's, play that's the a- different universe. Play the outro music. This has been After the Credits. <laughs> that's it. That's okay. our outro music. Bye. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, we are just talking about the first five episodes tonight, everyone, of What If, Marvel's What If. Um, it's going to be a total nine episodes. So, look forward to our part two where we talk about the second half of the season. Um, and the reason we're doing that is because of the nature of this show, as opposed to some of the other shows we've talked about where we've done it in one episode. Each each episode's kind of its own thing, its own thing. So we thought it might, you know, warranted some, you know, more time for each episode. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe it'll be a complete failure. What if it sucks? <laughs> what well, if, what that, if it's the that, best episode we've ever done? Exactly. Though? We have to explore these possibilities. We owe it to the listeners and ourselves. What if the listeners uh, get tired of what if jokes? That's not ever going to happen. That's uh-huh. there's no universe where that happens. Right? Uh, <laughs> but Sean, but Sean, but Sean, what if? Uh, that let's actually just talk about the uh, Daniel Radcliffe romantic comedy from like six years ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, which I really like that movie. Although Sean, as you pointed out, has the worst title of any movie. It ever. does have the worst title. Well, the, uh, the the original title was uh, the F word. Oh, it's a better title, I feel. The or F- was it just the F standing for friends? Ah, uh, that's painful. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Which not a good, better title. <laughs> I forgot about that. that should movie. be. I hope that's episode. Uh, eight of Marvel's What If is if they just, it's, that, it's just movie that movie came out and it was called the F word. Oh, oh, what would our world be like? What would yeah. the Marvel universe be like if <laughs> oh, in their yeah. universe that movie was called the F word and not What If? Yes. How would it change the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet saga? Um, I mean, we'll be... <laughs> I mean, wait, are there any Marvel actors in that movie? Because, um, I've always been puzzled about the fact that Star Wars clearly exists in the Marvel universe, but uh, you know, does does Mace Windu? Do they go, hey, that guy who's playing Mace Windu looks a lot like Nick Fury? Because it's um, that movie does has Mackenzie Davis, Daniel Radcliffe, Adam Driver, oh, and but not, hmm. surprisingly, no Marvel. Think, actually. Yeah, I don't think any of those people are in the mcu nah. as of yet adam driver will make his way in there eventually give it time 
Yeah, he's already a Disney owned entity. Yeah, they own yeah. him. Which which yep. X Men is he going to play? Is the question. Yeah, I was just thinking that. That's what I was thinking. X Men. He could be. Um, uh, oh oh, Gambit. Ooh, Ooh, he actually, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. He better ga- better gambit than that. The gambit that he got. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Would he yeah, have been better than um, Channing Tatum? What like, if and what if Adam Driver played Gambit? What if the we're going to explore that possibly? What if the Gambit movie <laughs> with happens. Channing Tatum had come out like it was supposed to six times? Channing Tatum's Gambit, starring Adam Driver. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh man, um, I can't wait. Well, there's too so, many possible. We're so already that, splitting is that the, the Channing timeline. Tatum cut. <laughs> yes, the, the that's Tatum also trending. Yeah. That's in the universe that's where the, he directed. Restore it the Tatumverse. Okay. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be we, impossible. We got to prune. The, we got to prune these wait. possibilities quick before it gets out of hand here. Everyone. All right. Um, let's let's burn some chunks. Yeah, before we yeah before we get into all the possibilities, let's let's talk about what actually happened in our universe um, for us recently that we've been doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Chewy? Uh, <laughs> what sort of chunks are you gonna roast? Okay, well, um, what am I gonna roast? Uh, super busy with uh, the theatrical world as always. Um, double-edged sword. Last year, I was like, God, I'd, I'd give anything to work on a show again. And now I'm like, too many shows! But it's fun. It's my passion, so whatever. Um, outside of that, um, I have been chugging along on the... Uh, uh, and this time, you can play the theme song. Watching MCU oh. movies with my mother-in-law. It's Matt. And his mother-in-law. And they're watching the MCU. Where are they at? Find out. All right. So uh, we are just at the foot of the Infinity War. And um, I said we were going through phase three in a slightly different order than uh, airing order. And that was because um, I realized that if you rearrange some of the movies, they're the after the credit scene all line up to lead into other movies. For instance, Doctor Strange leads directly into Thor uh, Ragnarok, which leads directly into Infinity War, um, and so on. There's other ones where if you just kind of move them around, then they make a little bit more sense to somebody who's, uh, uh, sure. you know, yeah. more casually watching it and doesn't really yeah. know what's going to don't know what's going to be important or yeah. not, not necessarily remember the after the credits. Yeah, scenes you don't from... have to take notes on exactly. What like if you just finish watching a movie with an after the credit scene that leads into another one, then it's more likely to connect the dots. So, um, so we watched. So those are the most recent ones that we watched. We watched um, uh, Doctor Strange, and uh, we watched Thor Ragnarok. And uh, wait, what was the one before we watched Doctor Strange? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Dun. Spider-Man, maybe. Uh, well, we watched that one a while ago. Uh, phase three. I got. I should have written down these. I should have written it down. Alright, here we go. It, when you happening? let me ask you a question while you're looking it up. So when yeah. you finish a movie and you watch the post-credit scene, is she ex- like she's like, oh man, what is it? As you know, when we went, that's those were our reactions. Like, oh boy, oh boy, what is this going to mean? Is she having those reactions sometimes? Sometimes it, she is. If it has something that's blatantly recognizable, or like, or something that just seems really bonkers, sometimes she's like, "Huh, okay, don't know what that means, but I guess but, I'll find out." 
it seems like and she has i mean but the thing is she has the advantage of like instant gratification does she say oh we need what does this mean matt let's watch this right now or no i'm trying to think if that has happened um i don't think so i think okay let me think i, I now i gotta now i gotta pull up in my mind the after the credit scenes see captain america civil war was great because it's you know it's right at the beginning of phase three and it ends it has two after the credit scenes one leads into um spider-man homecoming and the other one leads into black panther and mm. and uh, they happen around the same time in the timeline so i was like all right which one do you want to watch next because we can watch either one which character do you want to find out more about and she was like, well, the Spider-Man scene seemed more intriguing. So let's watch Spider-Man next. You know, okay, so okay. that's cool. Um, yeah, so we, uh, oh yeah, that's right. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as well, which uh, she really liked okay. that one. She really, really liked Thor Ragnarok, uh, cementing the argument that I am in the minority about my feelings about that movie. But also, I liked it a lot more on this watch through. Um, okay. So yeah, okay. I would still say it's middle-ish, but, um, but I did like it a lot more. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're, we're right about an infinity war and we're slated to watch that in just a few days from now. So boy, oh boy, Mm. that's going to be fun. Um, now in other news, um, Maeve and I have been watching, uh, the matrix series, um, because not that long ago, the trailer for matrix four came out and, uh, Maeve has only seen the original matrix movie. Um, so uh. we, we watched the first one. She said that back in the day she started watching the second one, but, um, during the first act, it, she said it was boring. And then there was the big muddy, um, rave orgy scene. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling this and turned the movie off, which, you know, understandable. Um, so, uh, she only seen the original matrix and right now we have watched the first one and the second one. Um, so we're at that cliffhanger at the end of the second one. Um, and oh man, I can't. That she's gonna be so ha- satisfied and happy. <laughs> we're, we're 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 gonna watch the Animatrix next. Um, oh, that's cool. And then we're okay. gonna go back because that's the order that I watched it in. Um, sure. And then you know, and there's that six month gap between the second and third one to build anticipation that um, <laughs> wasn't ever. It's not gonna backfire at all. <laughs> Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, so this is my first time revisiting the Matrix series in a very very long time. Um, I don't remember since when, um, but uh, I have to say, um, Matrix Two is slightly better than I remembered. Matrix One was a lot dumber than I remember, and um, it's just like I think, I think in our minds we have this idea of like how cool we thought the Matrix was when it came out at the time, and watching it now is like there are scenes that are kind of borderline cringy, and there's a lot of stuff that's just flat out goofy or doesn't make sense. Um, but, um, Maeve and I were, were, you know, were talking and joking through the movie and I, we, we, we had a, a, a realization because in both the first two movies, every character is constantly making jokes at Neo to his face about how stupid he is. Even like the Oracle, she says comments like, you're not too bright, are you? And stuff like everybody is just constantly dunking on him for being dumb. And we came up with our theory that. And they've been searching for the one, right? All right. In the first movie, Morpheus has been searching for the one, and they think they found the one, right? Yeah. Once they free him from the Matrix and they explain everything, what's the very first thing they do? They fill his brain 
with as much combat knowledge as possible, right? For hours, yeah. hours and hours and hours. And there's even a, a line that's like, wow, I've never seen anybody who can handle this, right? So our theory is that their search for the one consisted of looking for the absolute dumbest person in the matrix <laughs> because they're essentially an empty thumb drive, right? We can't, we can't make our ultimate combat fighter unless we find somebody with the emptiest brain. And that's what they did. They found Neo. So. Huh. Oh, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> uh, I have just watched it. I watched it not too long ago. I want to say a couple months ago. It wasn't the whole thing. I think I caught it on TV. So there's commercials and I was probably half paying attention. But I remember still like it's still holding up for the most part. But I did always have a soft spot for the second one. I do think that last hour of the second one is some of the best action in cinema. Um, yeah. I, I, had me. I yeah. remember it coming out and it not being what I was expecting and particularly being too talky and a little too like a little too up its own butthole with its like concepts and being like you're you can't pretend like you're this smart when you're Keanu Reeves doing kung fu and in a priest outfit like it's you know what I mean like so but but yeah I I think that once I kind of in retrospect and had years to dwell on it I'm like okay it's it's this like it the plot is pretty simple and it's pretty you know it it's just kind of i don't know it's goofy but yeah i think pretty much from the the merovingian fight when they rescued the keymaker till the yeah. end of the movie yeah man there is so many good yeah. action scenes and that's kind of what i have to give it it's like yeah well you kind of have to give and take a little bit it's like I yeah even the more like the high flute and stuff they try to do, I think that actually has aged better mm-hmm. than maybe it was at first. Like, as as kind of maybe at the time, I don't know, overwrought or overwritten as everyone thought it is. I know those are the things I think that kind of give, you know, the 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 franchise what it is. Mm-hmm. The the first Matrix movie stands, you know, apart as a cinematic achievement and just like you know groundbreaking all stuff. But in terms of the franchise establishment and making the match Matrix feel like a like a world and building a world, I think the second one actually does a lot of that. And even though it is in through architect monologuing and all this other junk. I don't know. Some of that stuff on retrospect now I kind of like because it's like, oh yeah, this is just I don't know. Yeah, it's the lore. Yeah, it, did, it's the it did definitely broaden the scope of from the yeah. first one, whereas the first one was a pretty straight story. But yeah. yeah, it is sort of those monologuing scenes of like the architect or the oracle that kind of make yeah. it into this bigger thing. And the, maybe yeah, you got, you got maybe, the head of the council, the old man who's talking about yeah. what, how machines <laughs> yeah, work exactly. in their water filtration system. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, you've got, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff, but I appreciate that stuff a lot more on this watch through. Yeah. And I, I think I'm coming down on it a little hard, but w- what I mean more to say is like, and, and Sean, like you, I've always been, I've always had more of a soft spot for the second one as well. I've always been a, a, a defender yeah. of that movie. Uh, as i've done so on this podcast many times um (laughs) but um but i think what it was is that when it came out i was like yeah i really like this movie it's no original nothing will ever be as good as the original matrix and now i'm kind of like the original matrix wasn't quite as good as i remember it's still great it's still i appreciate for what it is and i think that gap of quality between the two is smaller than i originally thought when i saw the, the second that's and third fair. yeah i think that's, that, that's, that's kind of what i'm trying to say here um i'm yeah, really yeah. looking forward to watching the third one again because um <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure that one i haven't seen that in one in a little while but i, yeah. I every i can't remember the time watching it thinking like oh, 
that was too harsh on that every time I watch right. it going. And yeah, it was the <laughs> correct amount of harsh on that. I'm kind of expecting for it to be the same. So um, anyway, so we've got Animatrix and we've got Matrix 3 left. And I will report back to you again once we have finished the series. And then we'll be ready for Matrix 4. So there you go. Yeah. Those are my chunks. Cool. I'm going to pass the chunk and stick on to Ryan. I accept your chunking stick. Oh. And I will chunk this chunk with all the chunks. Uh, so last week, I took a little trip to San Francisco. Um, I went, um, a friend of mine had an extra ticket to see Tame Impala. So um, I was like, well, yes. I mean, it required me taking a break in the middle of the week and kind of didn't it was kind of like, ah, do I really want to take the time off? But I was like, ah, it's a free pick of, or a free um, tick it of, <laughs> um, sorry, that was a very weird uh, way of saying that. <laughs> anyway, a free ticket to go see Tim and Fallout. I can't pass that up. So I, I did go. And um, what was kind of cool is that I stayed in San Francisco for two nights. But on the second night, um, some friends of mine, um, uh, Mario and his girlfriend came up to meet us. They kind of made their way up the coast and met us in San Francisco. And then we uh, spent a day there and then drove down the coast over the course of like two and a half days, stopping in Monterey and in Pismo beach. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, we went to the Monterey uh, Bay aquarium, uh, Matt or Chewy, I had sent you a picture. I, you, I don't think you, there was not a good picture, but it was where uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home was was filmed. Um, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't tell what the intention of that picture was. Oh, and I, that's and I what forgot that was. To, I forgot okay. to respond to it because I was like, oh, a picture of a pier. Maybe that's the joke. Because as you know, I like to go to the county fair and make fun <laughs> oh. of all the student photography because. Usually somewhere <laughs> somewhere between thirty to fifty percent of the yeah, photos yeah. are pictures of ears. It's a proud tradition that you and I started, Chewie, where we would just go to the county fair to make fun of all the student photography. I, I want to see someone just to to go into the San Diego County Fair and take a photo of like the wall of photos of a pier and submit that as their photography. Um, you know. Well, see, I thought about that I, for, I, for the following year. I actually thought about that. The problem is, well, it's inherently part of the game, is that it takes probably somewhere between an hour or two to walk around the whole exhi- exhibit and find all the peer pictures. There's not <laughs> yeah. a wall of peer pictures. They would never yeah, do yeah, that. We'd have like, to reassemble them. It's like a Easter egg hunt. You got to go walk around and you got to go find all the peers and take pictures of all the peers. So, um, you know... It doesn't quite work, but maybe there's a piece of art that you could make if you take pictures of all the pictures of peers and submit that. Oh, right, so oh we're yeah, some weird mosaic or something. Old old school uh, photo mosaics. Oh, and yes. it forms a picture of a peer looking under a peer, but it's made of only pictures of looking under a peer. Well, that should be easy because it already has all the right colors. That's true. Exactly. Oh my goodness, easy. Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan. Plus, we'll be resurrecting an old art form. <laughs> Is that right. considered an art form? Who, who gets to enter the art competition? Is it just students? One of, a, um, one of us. I think uh, it's like high school students. There's professionals. We'll beat those high school students. Well, well, one of us just has to enroll in community college photography class. Oh yeah, I think they have college. Oh, that's that's true. That's all we got to do. That's all yeah. we got to do. Easy. Okay, we'll great. Do. All right. Next year, San Diego. Anyways, Fair. well, as your first project, Ryan, you could submit your Mon- Monterey Bay Aquarium p- picture. Excellent. And just put that's a yeah. just superimpose or you know 
Photoshop crop Kirk out the inner prey, or uh, no, a Klingon bird of prey into mm. into the sky in that picture. Oh, actually, that would be hilarious. That'd well, be great. Ryan, despite me not understanding your reference, I do appreciate it. And now we have oh, this idea for this wonderful collaborative project. So, yeah, so something it, good it was, came of it. Yeah. Um, so it, it, anyway, so it was a great trip. We stopped by the Getty Villa on the way down. That was awesome. Got a, I had never been there. Um, so got to see the art collection. Um, and and we also watched on one of the nights. I suggested we watch uh, Malignant. Um, per oh no, <laughs> Chewy, your suggestion a few podcasts ago, and then Sean had watched it and. Boy, oh boy, was it the perfect movie to watch. We were laughing and having a, a good old time. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that, that was, you. Wa- I'm glad that you yeah. watched it with a group of people. That's great. Yeah, I, I am very glad I did so too. It, it was. <laughs> and then for the rest of the trip, we were kind of, you know, just kind of cracking jokes or trying to. Well, I won't do any spoilers, but like walking backwards and weird stuff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Moonwalking. Yeah, so anyway, the... <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Um, but yeah, anyway, those, that's all I really had to share. Um, so I'll, I'll just I'll pass it along uh, to Sean. Um, yeah, mine's pretty light as well, but I'll just jump on. Yeah, Malignant, like you said, I did watch it, and I did not watch it with a group of people, but I still had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I don't even know. I, I I recommend everyone watch it, but I can't recommend it as like a i don't i'm still not sure about that movie is it good is it intentional was that was that movie intentional or not i don't i'm still i not actually sure. i actually have a lot of thoughts on on it that maybe if we can talk about off cast or we, on we another could, cast yeah. or on another yeah. cast but um i also recommended that you watch the red letter media review uh, i did do that and, as well. and that's oh, the thing is that i they basically said a lot of the things that Maven and I talked about on the way home from the theater when we we watched it in the theater. Yeah. I don't know if you did, but no, I watched on it just HBO. Yeah, so that was great because there was only two other people and they were uh, seated oh, away yeah. from us, and we were just we were in the like you know the front row, but you know the the row we like to yeah, sit in. Yeah, we were yeah. there just like laughing and you know riff tracksing it, and uh, that was great. It was a good time. So I'm glad you all. I'm glad you, that you've all seen it so that we can share in that. That we've all had that shared experience, that life experience. <laughs> yes, uh, it's an important. It's it's these things that connect us. Um, yeah. So so malignant was a thing. Um, so I watched that, and other than that, um, not too much. I've been up to. I I've been playing this. Uh, I actually I beat this little Metroidvania called All Was Legacy, which uh, was recommended to me by Sam, friend of the show, Sam. Um, it's a little cute little Metroidvania, real light and short and fun little romp. It reminded me of like Monster Boy, you guys ever, or yeah. Wonder Boy and Monster World, oh, yeah. if you remember those games. Kind of reminded me of that, it has that kind of cutesy vibe, but like a platforming action kind of thing. It's pretty fun. It was cheap on Switch. Um, right now I'm playing this game called Tales of Arise, which is just JRPG schlock. I say schlock, it's not really quite schlocky, but... It's from the Tales franchise, which is a ongoing JRPG. It's been around for 25, 26 years, all the way back to SNES days, I believe. Um, and I'm a fan of the genre and the franchise. And this is the latest, the latest, greatest. Um, and it's just, a, you know, you know how these things go. Anime cutscenes of characters <laughs> yep. going, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, uh, <laughs> and then the, the combat's really fun though. It's it's almost like a actiony kind of platinum game style combat almost during the during the battles. But you have all your party members and they're just shouting nonstop, and they're all shouting cliche action jabber. Oh, what's kind of that? what move was that? That was the or, watch out! Or yelling, I'm gonna heal you now. And it's just like, and there's like, it's just on top, like the same character talking on top of their own lines as you're doing all these wacky, crazy moves. Anyways, um, it, this is not a recommendation for anyone who would not like JRPGs, but if you do and want to give a shot, it's it's a modern one, so it's I've been having fun with it. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's that not, nothing super exciting I've been up to. So light and short for this just chunk fire session. Well, that's good because we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so now we are going to get into. Um, what if Marvel's What If the first five episodes? I know as of when this is available to listen to, there may there's probably at least one, two more episodes out. Don't worry, we will talk about those in a future episode after the show is finished. But for now, we're just going to be talking about episodes one through five. And the way we're going to do this, Chewy, you wanna you wanna kind of lay down the law here? I think I will. Okay, so. Today, in our very special episode of After the Credits CM Chucks podcast, uh, we are going to be timing ourselves on each one of these uh, episodes. Each individual episode has its own story, so we are going to treat them as their own reviews. Now, to prevent ourselves from making this podcast five hours long, we are going to give each episode 15 minutes. And as we do so, we will popcorn to one of our hosts to recap the episode as briefly as possible. About three maybe five sentences depending on the episode right meanwhile i will start a timer for 15 minutes at the end of that 15 minutes you will hear this sound oh (laughs) at the end of that 15 minutes you will hear this sound wait hang on (laughs) oh no (laughs) wait 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 i got this i got this dang it Wait, 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 wait. I got it for real. I got it for real. Okay. At the end of that 15 minutes, you'll hear this sound. Excellent. It did it. Okay. Finally did it. Okay. Worth it. Worth it, yes. Okay. And at that point, we must wrap up our conversation and move on to the next episode. At that point, the previous recapper will popcorn to another person and will recap the next one, and we will continue on and so forth until we have gone all the way through episode five. Sounds good. Uh, I had a thought, but actually, I'm I've also convinced myself out of this thought. But I'm gonna put. So, do we want to have a? Do we want to talk about our general thoughts before we get into it? But then I was thinking maybe we should do general thoughts after afterwards. Afterwards, I think we should do it after. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense to me, too. Okay. Cool. All right. Do we have a volunteer to recap the first episode? Uh, uh, I, I can go. I mean, the, the first one is probably the easiest one. All right, honestly. well, then I am okay. starting our 15-minute time. Oh, 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 also, sp- obviously, spoilers for all of this. We didn't mention, but obviously, but I think also spoilers. There's probably going to be a fair amount of spoilers for pretty much any Marvel thing. So... If you're concerned about any Marvel thing, you haven't watched the latest Marvel movies or shows, there's a good chance we're going to talk about all that stuff. So just blanket statement, spoilers for Marvel in general. Okay. Right, yeah. And I guess an intro 
to the whole show for those who don't know what if is you know it's just an exploration of just alternate ideas of what could have happened so none of what we're going to be saying is canon well technically well maybe but ideally yeah they're all self-contained stories that don't connect to each other and are not part of the official mcu but anyway so the first one is what if captain carter were starting the timer now oh yes we're the first avenger uh yeah so that that's basically it instead of steve rogers becoming captain america um agent carter does peggy carter becomes she gets infused with the serum instead of um rogers she becomes captain america and events unfold mostly the same they end up defeating uh hydra and red skull uh except in this version red skull dies she still gets frozen or i guess in this case she gets transported 70 years into the future and all events essentially unfold from there on out the same. Uh, presumably. We don't go into that far. That's, that's when it ends. So, yeah. Bas- basically, Captain America is Peggy Carter. Okay. Cool. All right. So, what do we think? Go. We got time. We got time. We're out of time. We got time. Oh, yeah. We're on a timer. Well, yeah. I, I thought this was probably the most boringest of all of them. It's like you have this opportunity to do literally anything, and it's just you you just kind of swapped one character for another, but ultimately she has the same power. She does the same things. Um, the stupid thing was that Steve Rogers ends up getting an Iron Man suit, which I thought was really stupid. Like, well, why didn't they just get an Iron Man suit anyway? I mean, I, uh, Steve Rogers need to pilot it. Well, I am going to cite that as one of my positives. Uh, watching this episode, I thought did a really good job of establishing the concept of this TV show. Um, and I think the idea, like, okay, well, Peggy being the captain whatever, Captain Britannica, um, now they've recovered the Tesseract instead of it going lost, and that meant that the, the the developments that Tony Stark went through have now been made by his father, and he made the first Iron Man suit. And I thought, oh, that's, that's really interesting. That's kind of, I like, those little things in the series are, are the things that I go, oh, okay, that's a good what if. There's a what if for you. Iron Man was invented during World War II instead of uh, 2008 or whenever that movie came out. Um, and that, you know, it kind of kind of lights the imagination in my mind. I kind of like makes you think of all the different possibilities. And I went, oh, OK, that kind of that was a, that that particular plot line was a good hook for me uh, thinking about what the show could hold in the future. All the what ifs. So many what ifs. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of fall in the middle. I think I agree that the. The what happens on screen when we're kind of faced with presented with this question that we could have infinite possibilities did feel pretty. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Boring's not quite the right word, but small and just like oh okay, I guess. Um, but I did like that it was the characters that I liked. I like Peggy Carter. Um, I like Steve Rogers. So I like seeing these characters. It just seemed strange that it was just like oh this change. It didn't seem to be that. Um, on a on a grander scheme, it didn't seem to change much. But I, I appreciate what you're saying, though, Chewy, too. And I kind of like those elements, those kind of almost like third level like um, repercussions of some uh, of some of what was going on. But in terms of like the the plot of the main story, like I was kind of like, eh, okay, they're just doing a infiltrate a World War II Nazi base, which kind of felt like a lot of what the first Avenger was, and a lot of what captain america is even if it's steve rogers 
so part that was the part of me where I was like, okay, it's I, I kind of kind of appreciate it. And part of me is like, I wonder if it's because it's the first episode they wanted to do something a little bit more grounded. It felt like I do. I, guess. I do think that's true um, because yeah. I I, for, I forgot to mention earlier, but I did show this episode to my mother in law when it came out. Um, we were about to yeah. watch one of the other movies and i was like oh hey this new show dropped and the first episode i think you really like because the first captain america movie was one of her favorites and i i didn't know this i learned this about her um that she loves stories that have to do with alternate timelines and butterfly effects and ripples i'm like oh cool well let's yeah. let's watch okay. this and i think about this and compared to some of the later ones i go you know what this is a good kind of dip your toes in uh episode uh, because of the reasons that you mentioned, because it, if it, especially since the movie that it directly deals with was a long time ago, it came out, what, 2010 or so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. So a lot of people who are maybe even if they are really into the MCU, maybe haven't even seen uh, First Avengers since then. Right. Um, but then mm-hmm. a lot of other people who are maybe latecomers to the series and or maybe are just like not ready for these really crazy sci-fi concepts well not they're not really crazy but you know not everybody watches you know sci-fi stuff on the regular so the concept of like ripple effects and timelines and stuff maybe you give something that has a simple story and you don't make too many drastic changes that way you can watch you can kind of turn part of your brain off and go okay i'm watching captain america but there's some like but ooh, there's some there's some quirks now you know um yeah that way you kind of kind of learn the rules of the show that's kind of how i felt about this episode yeah I, I, yeah that does make a lot of sense um yeah I, I guess i can't disagree with that yeah yeah um so i i i'm gonna ask so it says what if captain carter were the first avenger so a lot of these titles are fine because they summarize what the episodes are about but i think the while i was watching it i was like okay what is the actual difference between this 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 world and our known MCU world, and ultimately um, it should come down. It comes down to one fulcrum, right? One um, pivot point in terms of what instigates the change. And so, for in this case, it is Peggy Carter making the decision to take the serum herself. Is that correct? Is that what you guys? Everything up until then is the same. Yeah, more or less. They were like, "Oh, she okay. she didn't well, go in the in the observation room. She stayed in the room, and blah blah blah. She ended up as Captain America, right?" Is that yeah okay so yeah. I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing or agreeing I just want to I think it's like yeah that, if we go through each one of these and I want to like I don't know I think it's good to specify these things because to me this idea of and we talked about when we talk about Loki is um, what what spurns these um, or spawns I should say these alternate universes and stuff and I think ultimately it ideally it should come down to a choice someone makes. And we'll get into where some of these episodes I feel about that based on some of that that premise, well, whether it fulfills yeah. that premise. Um, and and like I said, this it wasn't a big, drastic, crazy change, but I do think like, okay, sure, that's a choice I can understand. It's a simple character choice that I could see that character making a different way, and it would and it makes sense. So I I bought at least this the the reasoning for 
why this is a what if. Does that make sense? Does does what I'm saying yeah. kind of make sense in terms yes, of and what I'm trying to get at? You're already informing your, your opinions of other future episodes, but yeah, maybe I'm telegraphing a little <laughs> I bit, but I, I, I don't know. Just still, we know what's no, yeah, yeah, I, I agree um, with that premise that you're saying, or that okay, the show cool. is saying, and I think yeah. that is what the show is saying. Um, cool. Well, so yeah, just I don't know. We'll talk about that as we go through. I mean, another thing though, too, that I wanted to as we go through each episode is. Does it make us rethink the existing MCU in any ways? Any of these questions? Um, well, I and this one's much does. more open ended. I to but... me, it makes me try to extrapolate events, especially in this episode. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, so Peggy Carter is Captain America now, right? And mm-hmm. Howard Stark invented Iron Man, so now, so now uh, Steve Rogers is Iron Man, essentially. Right. So how mm-hmm. does this affect the course of the rest of the series? Does Iron Man even happen? Like does Tony Stark, you know, how does how does that affect Howard and Tony's relationship growing up? Does that change? Mm-hmm. Um does the formation of the Avengers change because it was all centered around well not centered around, but Tony Stark was a very, very pivotal point. You know, it kind of shows that like, okay, they were still playing around with the Tesseract and portals and stuff and that's how peggy came back so some type of avenger initiative was happening but why that's kind of what i want to know i'm it makes me curious to know like okay what's the chain of events how does that happen what do you think i don't know what do you think why would it change let's extrapolate like right now are you asking yes no i'm just kidding (laughs) um well, I think that's one reason why I was a little underwhelmed by the first episode is because it, it doesn't do any of that that right. you just kind of asked. And I think the other episodes do that a little bit more in their own, you know, in the in the scope they construct. Whereas this one, you know, there's 70 years of time period we never saw anyway. So it, or for the most part anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, we can't really do what you're asking us to do we can't right. extrapolate because we never saw the original baseline for those events in the first place not i mean kind of but not really um and to show and to your point why did nick fury or whomever decide to start the avengers um i guess uh, yeah that's a good question um i guess i'll just put this out there i'm gonna say that uh the starks kind of frontiered the initiative and then nick fury eventually joined them and started spearheading it from that point on right yeah must be. yeah it feels i mean i like does it does things like does does would this have affected captain marvel right like i, I don't think so i think events of captain marvel probably played out similarly right so i think there's enough that is similar to the known mcu that I mean, goes into what we've been saying is that this one feels a little bit more grounded in small scale, relative, relatively speaking. Um, but uh, but I could see everything out. Like, maybe it's not Tony Stark who becomes Iron Man, but I could see a lot of the rest of the Avengers kind of coming together in a similar fashion. Um, or, or actually, how about this? How about this? So we pick up uh, Iron Man 1 with Tony Stark being a weapons dealer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in this alternate universe the escalation of weapon power is now just kicked up by a century uh, or so. Yeah, right. And so mm-hmm. instead of dealing in rocket launchers and machine guns, he's dealing in freaking Iron Man suits. 
And so now terrorists or or just whomever buys from him are now armed with much more sophisticated weaponry. I think that's what the that's how the world looks different, I guess. Right, and kind of want to see that, right? Because when it jumps ahead seventy years, we'd only get to see the inside of a shield laboratory. I bet if you zoomed out, things would be crazy. Yeah. Or or yeah. there's just more strict regulations imposed more early by yeah. say NATO and UN and global forces to curtail the, like this yeah. this Zakovia Accords happen whatever way sooner years right because it's just like one of those things where you you throw 70 years of unknown time it's not like oh everyone sleeps for those 70 years right. and only this one thing yeah. changes and we everyone wakes up and goes oh my god there's Iron Man suits everywhere it's like the world yeah. will bend and change accordingly so yeah um Another question I kind of had is, and I think this one does um, where it's, um, I think in a lot of some of the other episodes coming up, there's a clear like, oh, this is bad. Good thing this what if didn't happen because this would have been bad. Whereas this episode definitely does uh, more than the others feels like, no, this is not a better or worse situation necessarily. They, right. they don't place as much of a value judgment on this choice or at least the the ramifications of this choice as they think they do in future episodes and we'll get into that when we talk about those episodes but i'm also not sure how i i don't know how do you guys feel about that just that idea that like yeah in this episode it's not necessarily better or worse than our existing mcu again i think no i would agree i think it's establishing a baseline but i do like that um you know later on as we'll talk about um the kind of like a lot of these episodes have a foreboding tone to them. Kind of yeah. makes me feel like this show has a, it's a, got a very Twilight Zone ish vibe to it. You know, which um yeah, and I would say when it is at its best, it it at those moments it does. I feel like there's a Twilight Zone esque feel. It can get that feeling. Mm-hmm. I should say. Yes. Um. What was the question again? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, there was just open end. Just like, how did do you guys do you guys care? Do you want each episode to feel like, oh, this episode's worse than the MCU? Phew, or this episode's better than the actual MCU? Or does the I mean, not that it, I don't know. Well, it's just an interesting take because in some cases it's very clear cut. This world sucks. This is a bad, dark world. Whereas this one, it's they chose not to do that, and I just thought that was kind of interesting compared to knowing that we've seen half the series now and a lot of the episodes do seem to take that route that they didn't with the very first episode yeah i mean you already said that's chewy that yeah yeah just establishing sort of a baseline and i think that's kind of my take on that too um and i mean i i would almost have preferred if the show didn't put such a hard slant on oh this is this is a very dark reality or Mm -hmm. i mean it'd be hard to do with that with some of the stories they wanted to tell and not to just be like, Oh yeah, there's, there's no conceivable way that this is better. Um, but because this first episode is so much, everything is for dollars and cents, pretty much the same. The value judgment on it is kind of is hand in hand yeah. neutralized. Right. Um, whereas the other ones I think are pretty heavy handed in terms of, yep, this is worse. Yep. This is worse. I guess what, what I want is, is I want to I want to be surprised is the thing. I don't care if it's if it's sure. foreboding or if it's hopeful or whatever it is. I kind of just want to feel like, oh wow, like that was unexpected. Uh, well, Uh-oh. the clock has spoken. 
<laughs> All right. So final right. final thoughts in a sentence or so. What do we think of this episode? Ryan, what did you think of it? Um, um, I thought it was pretty middling, in my opinion. Again, although you made some good points, Matt, that I think I actually do agree with as in terms of establishing a baseline. However, if I were to watch all 10 in random order, this would be, I believe, having only seen half of it, kind of bottom of the barrel. Got it. Uh, Sean? Yeah, um, I generally, it's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite of these five anyway. Um, I do, I think that my, that my favorite parts of it and the high parts of just the characters I like interacting in ways that I haven't seen them before. That, in, the stuff I like about this episode, I don't know if it warrants an entire what if, um, but it's still fun to see it happen, even if like, it, it's maybe a slow start to what I was expecting from this premise. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought that this was, like I said, I thought this was a good start to the series, and it was a good, like, here's the possibilities of what we're doing, and just kind of, like, kind of to whet your appetite, to go, alright, here's kind of what you can expect out of this, and it kind of sparked my imagination, and it draw it drew me in, so I think it was a solid one, but yeah, of the ones we're about to talk about, I would still probably put it, you know, in the lower half. Okay, cool. Alright. Okay, uh, popcorn chewy. Oh no! Alright, so... Let's start the timer. Episode 2 is titled, What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord? And it's literally became a Star-Lord. Alright, 15 minute timer, go. Okay, so um, this episode um, is, uh, so it's what it says. Um, it opens and uh, Black Panther's not Black Panther. He's going around in space, he's Star-Lord, he's a space pirate with all the Ravagers. Um, we don't find this out right away, but apparently what happened is when uh, Yondu sent his Ravagers to go pick up Peter, um, they picked up T'Challa by mistake somehow. And uh, they they really liked him, and they raised him, and his personality is just super infectious. He's just such a good guy, and makes everybody around him just a better person, and um, at some point or another... Um, Yandu lied to him as a youth and said, like, oh, yeah, Wakanda Wakanda got destroyed, so you live with us now. And we get to see what everybody's like. Um, Nebula is, like, a femme fatale-type character. Um, Thanos is just, like, a big old lovable lug of a guy that hangs out with the space <laughs> pirates. He's just a... Oh, that Thanos. He's got some, he's got some crazy ideas about the universe, <laughs> but, you know, we love him anyway. Let's have a beer, you know? Um... So they go on a little plot to like do some piratey stuff, um, and uh, all right, I gotta have to. I'm gonna have to refresh my memory on this one. Um, so they're doing some piratey stuff, and we get to kind of just see how the world is. And uh, at some point, um, uh, Chala finds out from uh, Yondu that Yondu lied to him as a kid. Um, Wakanda wasn't destroyed. In fact, they've been looking for him for the entire time that he's been alive. So, um, so uh, then he reconnects with his uh, his family, and there's the fun scene where the Wakandans and the space pirates kind of meet each other, and um, and like, yeah, okay, cool. Everybody, every everything's just like pretty good now, except for at the end. We cut to the Dairy Queen from the very beginning opening shot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 
and Peter Quill is a janitor there because he never got picked up by the aliens. And then who should walk into the Dairy Queen but um, Ego, the living planet? And he says, hey, I've been looking for you. And then the big-headed baby man, the Watcher, says, and then the universe was destroyed at the end. So that was episode two. So uh, what did we think of this one? I don't remember him saying that. but yeah, don't remember More that. or less, he said, he pretty <laughs> much confirmed that Oh, everything's yeah. terrible after this. So, um, anyway, yeah. So, Sean, what do you think of this one? Um, I this, I don't know. If it for a while it was my favorite, and I may reevaluate, but I really like this one. Um, I especially like some of the stuff, like the Thanos stuff, was just fantastic. Um, I liked this one a lot because it took all of the characters and it changed their circumstances enough without changing the characters of who they were like that. So I understood that like this small tweak could these characters who have the same root, maybe personalities and uh, you know, tendencies in different circumstances could their lives play out really different. Um, And I think that was a lot of what maybe captivated me about a what if, and I think this episode did a really good job of that. Plus it was just really fun. I love guardians of the galaxy. So existing in that that realm of mcu is always going to be a thumbs up for me um it was a lot of fun it was really funny um colorful and crazy uh and um what else Uh, yeah that's those are my general thoughts i I have some other things to talk about but those are my general thoughts cool uh ryan what'd you think uh yeah i mostly agree i think this one nailed it in terms of just like the humor and character i love seeing all the characters interact um in similar ways but just kind of like take the crew of i don't know some rag you know like the guardians or like whatever firefly or whatever except instead of being kind of trying to be like edgy or like renegades they're actually just completely good-hearted souls <laughs> and that kind of makes it all the more charming because we know what they would otherwise have been like and mm-hmm. because of this this one change they're you know completely different versions of themselves and they, they pulled in characters like like thanos that really wouldn't actually have you know he wasn't ever in guardians right um so they were able to actually pull in other stuff and kind of put spins uh, like a very positive spin on it um so I like the idea of getting to re-examine these characters and original storylines in different ways. However, I do think it sort of exposes for me a little bit of a problem with the portrayal of Black Panther. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we, in which we can dive into a little bit more. I'll get into yeah. that. But, um, but yeah, overall, I think it it, it works for me. I, I, I where it kind of falls apart is that if, maybe it's not quite the last third but it sort of feels like the last third is just the big fight scene with the collector and i was like oh this is mm, you, yeah, you, you kind of dropped the ball like you had this great banter and playful character dialogue stuff going on and now it's just it kind of not a very interesting fight scene and that's not why this episode was was succeeding anyway mm. so eh, I, I was very let down by that i gotcha well um hate to be the wet blanket on this but um i i'm very mixed on this episode um i generally enjoyed it so i'll talk about the things that I really liked about the episode and then explain why those very things are some of the reasons why I don't like the episode. Um, I loved particularly, I loved seeing how uh, I thought the most interesting thing was um, Nebula. I thought seeing Nebula's character mm. 
like such doing such a 180 and being like having such a altered yet familiar personality was great um i what i love about one of the things i really love about the guardians movies and um i mentioned her a lot but Lindsay ellis uh has a great essay about it about how the second guardians movies are a lot about parenting and it's a lot about how your upbringing influences the person that you become right and mm-hmm. i love that how like you know Thanos is really toxic as a father figure to Gamora and to Nebula, and that influenced their rivalry, and they have all this, like, baggage because of it, right? And so somebody influencing Thanos, then in in turn he influences the people around him, and everybody is living healthier. And I think that seeing that difference is really interesting to think about, because that's a thing in real life. That's a thing that everybody can relate to, is your upbringing and your surroundings and where you grew up and who you grew up around is going to form the person that you are now where i'm mixed on it is the character of t'challa because Mm -hmm. t'challa is as far as i can like can see has pretty much been always presented as just this pure hopeful wonderful flawless flawless human being and i and i see why he's inspiration to inspirational to a lot of people but the idea of him being abducted by aliens as a kid and then being raised by pirates, like, that's going to change his personality. And I, and I have a right. I have a little bit of a hard time believing that just his presence is going to have such huge effects on every single person around him. I, I just, especially if he's, if he's raised by pirates. That, and that kind of, for me, weakens the things that are strong about the episode, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm kind of like... I kind of walk yeah, away from no, the episode not really knowing how to feel about it, you know? So I have the same same thoughts, especially about uh, with T'Challa, where as I'm, I, I thought he was great, and I think, you know, as a character, I like T'Challa in Black Panther and whenever he's featured. Um, but yeah, watching this episode does kind of feel like, oh, he's just like this, they're portraying him as, uh, I hate to use this term, but because it's not accurate. It's not an accurate use, usage of this term, but I'm going to say Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what that what that yeah. is. Um, it's not quite an accurate meaning what the way I'm using it, but for ease of understanding. Sure. Um, and uh, I I I think there's an there's a value to that where it's like oh he's that it speaks to this guy's character that he is so whatever warm hair warm hearted inspires leadership even in alternate circumstances he still has something about him that will change people around him and i'm fine with that i like that idea but i think the issue maybe is that like one i like star lord and it's okay that he's a big doofus that's partially why i like him but i think i was talking about in the first episode's discussion what i was talking about the value judgments that they place it seems like they're just going yeah the world would be better if he was right. Star Lord, and it's it's not that. And, and part of me's like, eh, and I felt bad sucks. for Star Lord because like, what? Yeah. The, screw you, Star. I love Star Lord, but then, I mean, I mean, if this is uh, yeah. opinion, definitely changed of Star Lord after Infinity War when he messed up the whole gauntlet. Sure, thing. sure. yeah, that that too. But, <laughs> but I, I, but I, 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 I yeah. want to just um, uh, rewatching all the movies recently and seeing all of the different stuff that T'Challa has been in. I think my favorite movie with him in it is Civil War. And I think the reason why is because he's the most flawed in that movie. Because yeah, he's, he's definitely just out is... for revenge. That's it. Yes. He just wants to avenge his father. He doesn't care. He's blinded by facts. He won't listen to anybody say that Bucky's innocent. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to kill this dude. Right? Right. And even at the end, he's still a little too perfect. Where once he finds out yeah. that he was wrong, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I'll step away. I was wrong. Right? Yeah. And okay, cool. Yeah. Good. I like when a character can admit they're wrong. But... 
he is he's got you know like he's the most flawed in that movie and i think ever since then he's just been this beacon of light that can do no wrong and so yeah i don't know it's just a yeah. little it makes him no, feel I... one-dimensional this episode i feel like is the mm-hmm. mo- biggest offender of making that character feel one-dimensional I-, I completely agree that that's my biggest problem i have like i mentioned he and I have the same note, Matt, that he's completely fueled by vengeance in Civil War. So it, it's I have to like kind of have to swallow this thing where wait, it's not like he was really this pure beacon yep. of purity or whatever. He's he was fueled by vengeance, right. and it's not like he he solved the problem, the conflict in his own movie through diplomatic means. They're painting him as this excellent diplomatic yeah, entity, yeah. and I was like, wait, Black Panther's a diplomat? I remember watching his movie. I don't know that he resolved any conflicts. Well, I guess with Without that neighbor, the neighboring tribe, yeah. he kind of did. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's right. Um, but he resolved the conflict with Killmonger through violence. Um, yeah. And it, it, it actually kind of made me sort of re-examine the whole resolution of that movie as a whole. And I, so I'm getting a little out of scope here. But, you know, they are saying like, hey, we're going to go show the world who we are. And we're going to, as like yeah. this, we're going to help the world. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on what is it that you're really offering the world? You have all this great technology and extra weapons. I don't know if extra weapons is what we need in the world right now. <laughs> yeah, and if you think yeah. you're going to be offering the world some sort of like extra diplomacy, well, one, you guys just got done with a civil war. I'm not sure how much ground you have to stand on. And then you also are still run under a monarchy. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, Not I, to mention, I, I, all of those points that you just made make Killmonger's point in Black Panther more yeah. more relatable. And yeah, they seem to, yeah. to make him more in the right because he's like, yo, you're just sitting here. You have all this technology. You're not helping anybody. Right. You're just hiding. And when I try and to do anything here, about I'm it, look, you just... I'm using, yeah, I'm using the systems that you have in place. Oh, what? You don't like the results all yeah. of a sudden? Uh, too like too bad that like what you don't get to change the rules because you don't like them unless you're the people in power whatever right. we could go off on right but but yeah now I, I do think that it's interesting because in some ways that is what these I think at what these what if episodes are potentially the best at is making us re-examine right. or look at the MCU in different ways I don't know if this did so in a way that was in, it was intended in the way you know what ended up happening because I don't think it was intended <laughs> no. to be like. Yeah, let's now take a look at T'Challa. He's he's kind of a dumb character. He's not a dumb yeah, character, but, but just you know what I'm saying. Make a whole uh, he's a simple character without yeah. wanting us to actually think about T'Challa. Is yeah, exactly, is exactly. Did did him being raised by Yondu make him a better person? Is that what happened? Well, it. it I mean, I don't know. I mean, it. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make him a worse person. I I'm, guess it. it, it the, the, the 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 thesis they're going with is that. Him being raised by Yondu made Yondu a better right. person. And right. that to me is like, oh, he's like this shining beacon of goodness in the universe that everything he touches, which, I mean, maybe that's not the point is of these side characters this episode. The point isn't T'Challa, but he's such a prominent figure. Although, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to come down on T'Challa. He is, I, you know, I like the character is fine. He's a great character. And that they got Chadwick Boseman is crazy. Yeah. They recorded this like a year over a year ago for that and stuff so that definitely helps this episode mm-hmm. i think too because um i it was you could tell it was him and i thought it was great all the all the voice acting as, like james uh josh brolin as that even as, oh again, yeah i, I really love that just they so got great. so many of the original yeah. act, uh, voice actors yeah. actors to play right to voice yeah them, so. um 
And so just kind of going to the end on that question again, what is the pivot point of this episode? So this is what my impression was that it was the, the decision that Yondu made the, the way this episode splits off from our known MCU is the decision instead of Yondu going, Oh, I'm going to go pick up Peter him going, eh, I'll let someone else, I'll send someone else to go do it. And I, again, I could buy that. I could buy that as a choice that someone would conceivably make and that choice having repercussions. Especially because they established in the Guardians movie that he didn't really want to do this anyway because he didn't yeah. he was kind of not on board with uh Ego's plan. So, yeah. I could see him not I mean again, mileage I'm not saying you have to agree with that. Maybe it doesn't work as well for you that question. For me though, the first two episodes in terms of that pure decision point so far are okay for me. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that more ever since you kind of posed the question for the Captain America one. But, oh, hamburgers. <laughs> go, finish. Well, at least finish, finish what you I'll just finish yeah. what my thought is, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think some of these that we're going to see are not necessarily based on a human's choice or a character's choice, but just based on, like, RNG from the universe. But yeah, I guess yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see as we get further. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, I guess that is this episode we're gonna talk about something else <laughs> all right okay i'm gonna popcorn it to sean i have a feeling it's just gonna go around in circles and it would have been funny if you just like never popcorn to me and just go back all right i'm popcorn into ryan no wait I oh wanna no do, I wanna say okay. okay all right well at some point we're gonna um, end up with one of us doing more than well we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah one okay. person's not gonna get okay. all right what if episode three what if the world lost its mightiest heroes um, okay, so in this episode, all the Avengers die at the end. Um, well, basically, uh, it's it's pretty close to our current timeline. Thing, things seem to be pretty similar, similar enough. All the Avengers are generally there, but then some of them start mysteriously dying, and we're kind of mainly following Black Widow as she's trying to she's investigating what's happening, why these people are dying, and they're dying in mysterious ways. Um, and it's it's uh, it's painting Black Widow as the killer and others as the killer she investigates and they find out that it's basically um hank pym is out for revenge because his daughter died on some mission and he wants to kill nick fury and the avengers for letting his daughter die as part of shield or as part of the avengers initiative or some junk i think that's pretty much it yeah yeah um what do we think about this episode chewy so okay real quick though i just uh, the 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 point the chain the point of change is that hope van dyne was a shield agent is that okay so yeah this is we're getting to this question early but so you know spoilers for my opinions i do not think this episode holds very well to that because one it's either just not very clear and two i don't know what the decision i don't know what the the human choice is here that's i don't know what happens the human choice isn't like a single moment it's like a large collection of personality changing personality altering yeah, decision that, making by pym right like i i guess yeah it like because hope was never in the avengers before all this stuff so it's like what what where did this thing change what if what is the what if I, I guess the so. what if is not what if the world lost its mightiest heroes that again that is not actually what if because we don't see what happens if what well, happens I, I, the, the episode is I, showing them die because <laughs> watching ant-man Hank is very, very overly protective of of Hope to the point where he won't let her use the Ant Man suit. But sure, in this yeah. universe, she's using the Ant Man suit, 
and fighting and working with Shield. So that has to be the, so, the change. Is that she joined? Maybe, what if he they was never explicitly let her say that? Use the but that's got to be what it is. I right? guess because then right. Okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, I guess it, uh, maybe because all the all the other what if questions can be read sort of verbatim, but this one, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? That's sort of like an after effect right of what exactly. actual changes and, unless that it means that all, they all went on a hike and got lost i guess <laughs> i guess they <laughs> I had the title it that because it was a murder mystery right and yeah they the, the answer say. what we're trying to figure out is who's killing all the avengers and then when we yeah. find out the answer it okay it's it's hank as a revenge for losing hope who was a shield agent all right so you kind of have to like wrap your head around that at the end going oh all right yeah and, okay but it, <laughs> But in terms of a murder mystery, is like you just kind of drop that on us at the end. It wasn't like you left little breadcrumbs for us to pick up. I mean, I before yeah. it was revealed, I was like, it's someone in an Ant Man suit. Like I was like, all right, Hulk exploded. The you he can't. All right, and somebody's being thrown around by an invisible force. All right, we've seen that happen before. I I I called a little bit before they they revealed that I it's somebody in a shrinking suit. I don't know who it is, but it's someone in a shrinking suit. So I, I thought, yeah, you know, yeah. I thought there was a trail of breadcrumbs. I was able to follow it. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, but does this work as a murder mystery? I don't, I don't know. That's the thing is that I no. wasn't really even sure yeah. what they were trying to do yeah, with this episode. It, this... Because it's not like they're like, okay, today's episode of What If is going to be a mystery. So buckle in. Right? It just, it kind of, it doesn't establish itself as that, in my opinion. So it kind of. I wasn't. It was. It was weird. Also, side note, I'm 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 taking marks off this episode for making the Incredible Hulk relevant. No, I was gonna <laughs> give it points for this episode. Yeah, they brought I, I back like uh, what's her name. Um, I mean, it wasn't actually Liv, uh, uh, Liv Tyler. Tyler, but uh, the character, mm-hmm. whatever. Dumb Something Ross, the General Ross's daughter. Yeah, the daughter. I was like, oh man, who remembers her? That's just crazy. Uh, it's funny they're bringing her back. I mean, I don't know if the, it doesn't really mean it's good, but I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's something. That's I wasn't expecting. It was that. interesting seeing scenes <laughs> from that movie remade, yeah, yeah. but with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Yeah, that was actually yeah. kind of interesting. I think the best parts of this episode were those. There's, like, scenes that I liked, and, again, character interactions that I liked a lot. Yeah. Like, some of that stuff was great. I Also, the Loki stuff with Loki as uh, Nick Fury, I thought that was pretty funny. Like, yeah. uh, you know, highlights of the episode. But in terms of the plot and, like, the premise, it just, it. I mean, this is my least favorite, I guess. I, I'll just say I that. guess, you know, on that topic, I, I guess I'll cite this as a positive. I do, you know, I was joking about Incredible Hulk, but I do kind of like that... Um, you know, it, it says, so this this all takes place in one week, and that means that um, we, we know that part of Iron Man 2 and the first Thor are happening at the same time. Because in the middle of Iron Man 2, yeah. Yeah, um, that is interesting. Coulson yeah. has to go deal with Thor stuff. So we know that those two yeah. movies already are overlapping. This episode establishes mm-hmm. that the events of Incredible Hulk also overlap with those events. Um, yeah. And that's, that's not something cool, that I, I connected in my brain, but I guess that's true. Sure. I looked that up and I went, okay, yeah. these three events all happened around the same time in the same week. And yeah. for me, that's mm-hmm. interesting because you're taking pieces of all those different movies and kind of molding them into one 
coherent story yeah. since they all take place in the same time frame. I think that's interesting. I think that's cool because it makes the world sure. feel more connected. And Marvel's always been about their continuity. And yeah. though even though I joked about it, I do think it's neat that they've taken Hulk and like, okay, yeah, this happened. And also it was happening around this time and it's significant for these reasons and whatever. I thought that was neat. I don't I don't know that I loved yeah. it, but I'll give it I'll give it credit for that. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um well I, I maybe another so this is another question that maybe is say is best answered after we get to the end of this. What were we hoping for this? So when we heard of there's a Marvel show that's what if that's gonna explore just these other crazy things. I don't know exactly even what I wanted, right? But I feel like this episode didn't quite capitalize on what I wanted. Like, do I? Does that mean I want crazy, big, shattering universe differences? Well, I don't know. I guess in some cases, but I, I, I like it's a hard. I don't know. Do you guys have a better answer? Like, I'm not sure exactly what I was expecting or what I want from What If. I don't. I, no, I know what okay. you mean. I, I, I don't quite. Yeah, I haven't quite put my finger on why this one feels wrong in terms of asking a question. What if? Because it's just like you could have. It doesn't like. It doesn't have to be Pym. It could have been anyone yeah. that potentially could have taken them out. It, yeah. it it felt trivial. Yeah. In in there because he he knocks them off one by one and th- their deaths feel trivial. Yeah. And and then like the integration of Loki felt also just forced. kind of tacked on. It, yeah. yeah forced. Yeah. So it, it didn't it did feel didn't feel integrated as part of like. Oh yeah, this is like even even though we have our problems with the black panther one it still felt like you could see what that thread was you you yeah. swap these characters and now this is what the universe looks like and even the captain america one you swap these characters and the universe looks the same which is kind of its mm-hmm. own same sort of interesting or not same but yeah. completely different but just as interesting in a way right whereas this one is like wait what are you trying to even say i don't yeah, like it. It's again. It's fun seeing these. It almost felt like a an episode of Agents of Shield that somehow got all these guest stars to be in an episode where it's just like, it, it, like obviously I'll die. But if they didn't all die, it almost felt like this could have just happened, mm-hmm. right? Or something. Yeah, it's just a. It's kind of just like a week in the life of the MCU, right? It's just here's the world and here's the characters yeah. in it, and, and and I kind of feel like all right. So some of these what ifs are going to be universe shatteringly large events sure. that change everything uh, but they've you know established especially in loki also they're like yeah some universes are just like a little bit different right and yeah. i guess yeah. i guess if i want to find a positive out of this it's that like this kind of represents the other end of the sp- scope of the multiverse where some things are so crazy that loki's an alligator and some things are just like yeah. as simple as yeah. some things are rearranged or some events happen or some characters live and don't you know i, I don't know it it it, it, it 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 rounds out the series it gives some range yeah um but sure but as an episode yeah. i i don't know it's it's i don't know it's mixed for me i think yeah i, I will say another another positive is just that it's just giving these characters more screen time to interact mm-hmm. like the, the mcu now is 600 movies long so it's not like we're at want for more of this but in general we all love seeing these characters interact in some way these personalities and, and that they're getting vo- the actual voice actors it makes them feel it makes it f- feel at least to me more authentic like more cinematic and more just like yeah these are these characters now even though it's animated yeah i still buy that this is the hulk or this is uh, nick fury and so just more screen time of these characters interacting yeah there's always fun to that so i'm not gonna like 
you know, be so, you know, high and mighty that I don't enjoy seeing these characters interact in silly ways. So there's always that kind of just pure appeal, even in an episode like this. And if you go back to phase one, just the joy we got out of going, ah, oh, that character's in this movie. Like, even, <laughs> yeah. even like, in, um, in Thor 2, when uh, Loki's making fun of Thor and he transforms into Captain America for a bit, like, everyone's like, yeah, ah, yeah. Captain America, yeah, we know that guy. Like, there's still a little bit of joy in there. And, okay, like, yeah. Hank Pym is a character. We, we don't see him that often. Yeah. But of course we and know. He, and it's, it's, it, yeah, at this time in the MCU, he wasn't in there at all. So that's also yeah, kind of like, yeah, oh, but we know he was alive guy. during that time period. He just he yeah, wasn't yeah, relevant yeah. to the plot of the movies that we saw at that mm-hmm. time. But he's around, so seeing yeah. him interact with these other characters, always taking characters from other movies, characters who have never interacted that we know those characters is always fun because we know that yeah. we know their personalities, and that's it's just yeah. fun to see them interact. So this episode it just gives us a little bit more of that. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's anything standout, yeah. you know, it, yeah. Um, I will say this one also does feel like a clear, well, I, I did like that it was at least a departure because the first two episodes, it was like, what if this person was this person? And in this episode, it's like, okay, at least it's not that again. Um, right. but also yeah. this episode very much was like, oh, okay, they're clearly making a value statement here. It seems like to me that, yeah, this would be, this universe is worse. This universe sucks compared to the one, you know? So whatever is trash, <laughs> like not so blatantly put, but it it just clearly like, yeah, this is a bad universe. Good thing we're not in this one, right, guys? Yeah, I mean it is, but it they insist on saying, oh, don't worry, Nick Fury will still re reforge yeah, the Avengers. Silly. Like just to like, I like I have a feeling. They Are they trying it. to balance it? Do you think that's what they're trying to do? They're like trying to, I don't know. I to me it was just like. Oh no, the audience is going to be upset if all the Avengers die. Don't worry, <laughs> audience. Steve Rogers and Carol Danvers are still around. It's going to be okay. They're going to rebuild. It'll be all right. Pat <laughs> yeah, them on I the guess. head. Because I mean, they did, they yeah. they kind of did that in the first one, and they, in a way, they even did it in the um the T'Challa one with yeah, where they're like, "Little Star Lord's all right. Don't worry. Yeah, he'll be." Except, I, I mean, mean, except no, yeah. because. He'll destroy he's the gonna, universe. He's going to be absorbed into ego, and then they're going to destroy the universe. So, because no, because he's just as pure-hearted as <laughs> as Black Panther, and he's going to change ego's mind and turn him good. I don't know. I think working at a Dairy Queen that long would probably turn him very cynical. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dairy Queen's going to sue who? Um, us? I don't know. <laughs> Dairy Queen's still around. We have no money. Uh, Dairy Queen, go I ahead think. and sue. Dairy yeah. Queen, I, I lo- Dairy Queen, if you want to sue us, write us in. We'll read your email, your legal email. Dairy Queen, I love your, I love your peanut buster parfaits and your chicken strip baskets, and I love that location uh, between San Diego and Idlewild that I always stop at. <laughs> in uh, India, uh, where, where was it? And it's the only place that anyone in that town hangs out in. Um, so you know, Dairy Queen, I've got lots of positive things to say about you. I just, you know, but well, yeah. What if okay, well, what if um, when Dairy Queen sues, we have to repay them in whatever their form of currency is? Ooh, that's like, a what we if. We have to pay them back in ice cream and chicken. Is that what they? What if that's how suing? Is worked? that what they pay their yeah. employees? Uh, it, yes. Oh, okay, it is. so then I'm justified in thinking that Star Lord would be that cynical after working there for his entire life because he's only <laughs> ever been. Well, well, no, actually, he'd probably be fine with being paid in ice cream and chicken strips. Paid yeah, in, he would. Yeah. He would love it. So, um, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, we have uh, a minute and ten seconds left. What else do you want to say about this well, episode? We can bank it. 
We could bank it and add All right, it to their next episode. Bank it and add it to the next that. episode. We are moving on from this one. All right. Setting the timer All right. for 16 minutes and 4 seconds. All right. All right. Um, Doctor, or sorry, Popcorn. Um, who has done. All right, Popcorn. Um, oh. I'm breaking the cycle. Oh, all right. Man, you gave me the. You gave me this one. All right. Starting the timer with 16 minutes and 4 seconds. We're going to need that extra minute and 4 seconds, by the way. All right. This episode, episode 4, is called What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? Okay. So, in the original Doctor Strange movie, he's going to go to this fancy gala thing and give a speech. And Dr. Palmer, his um, on-and-off-again girlfriend-type person, decides not to go. In this, she goes with him. And when the car crashes, uh, he's fine, but she dies. So um, he somehow still becomes Doctor Strange through the events of he finds the Doctor Strange town people, everything, and learns magic and decides that he wants to use the Eye of Agamotto, the green infinity stone, to reverse time to try to save her life. And every single time he does, she just dies in another increasingly wacky way. Um, so eventually, um, he finds out from the ancient one that, okay, this event is a, what's it called? Wait, hold on. Let me, it's an absolute, it's an absolute point in time. It's something that you cannot change. So I guess in the MCU, absolute points are a thing. I'm sure that's probably going to be important later. Um, so there's, it's an absolute point in time, no matter what, she's got to die. So he doesn't accept that, so he decides to get into dark magic. He goes over to the dark side, and he starts studying dark magic, and he goes to the dark dimension, and um, he gets split into two Doctor Stranges, like a, a good one and a bad one, like the like like in, in Rick and Morty, when the, the, the toxicity episode, where they uh, the, yeah. they purge their yeah, toxins. Okay, so there's like a toxic Doctor Strange and a, and, a, and a not one, and so Doctor Strange bad one he starts like absorbing he starts opening portals to other dimensions and absorbing all of these living beings into his body to gain their strength one of them is the octopus monster that was at the end of episode one uh the captain carter episode so that's interesting um so he absorbs all these things and uh the good doctor strange and the bad doctor strange fight and the bad doctor strange is some type of eldritch horror some type of giant monster thing by the end of it um and uh the evil dr strange ends up absorbing the good one but then through a sequence of events he breaks the entire universe and he begs the watcher who becomes a character for the first time to help him and he says no and then the universe disintegrates and everything in all existence is destroyed and then doc no there's a little bubble with just oh yeah it's just him and he is by himself forever and he cries all right so, uh, Ryan, what did you think of this episode? Um, overall, I liked it. I have a lot of problems with it, but I, I think this one stands out probably the most for me. Mm-hmm. This part, large part, just because of the visual style, which I think for the most part, the visual style of these episodes are pretty good and enjoyable. But I think this one, it was so different that it stood apart, and I enjoyed that. Um, and it was also just the most dark, and they definitely in terms of the scope of what the uh, the question what if it certainly has the most to offer in that regard like mm-hmm. this is certainly the most in 
insanely different you can possibly get the complete collapse of the universe um so i enjoyed that but i think the this the core premise didn't work for me at all um but if i just ignore that i overall liked it (laughs) okay um uh yeah i i think yeah ryan what you said at first where it's just like yeah there's so much i like about this episode but there's also so much that just doesn't make sense um but i kind of like it for that reason in some weird way too i don't know if i like it but it it begs questions this is the most interesting episode for me i will say um I do think I think it's overly long, and there's other things we'll get into. But the visual style is great. I loved all the monsters and the Lovecraftian aesthetic, and all that stuff was great. Um, I like Doctor Strange in it, even though the Doctor Strange movie is not pretty high on my Marvel list. Um, I do like Doctor Strange. He's grown on me as a character, and I liked seeing so much of him in this. Um, but yeah, premise-wise, and. <laughs> Some other question-wise, I don't know what's going on here, if any of it makes sense. But I'm very intrigued by this episode because this episode is it early, only episode four, and they're already breaching questions like, wait a second, wait, what? I thought this was supposed to be some silly, you know, one-off things that are just a fun little thing. And they're already starting to ask questions and, like, hint at this idea that things are shared or there might be actual ramifications for some of the stuff that happens in these episodes. I don't know. It is interesting in any case, but yeah, that's my thoughts. Um, this episode sure was wacky. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the craziest one. Things went off the rails there. Um, and I, yeah, I, I cite the same positives. It, it was fun. It was very interesting. Um, but um, how are you gonna how are you gonna establish the concept of absolute points and establish the concept <laughs> yeah. that Christine Palmer must die? When in the, uni- in the universe prime that we know, know. she doesn't. But it's it's so obvious that they cannot not have known that. Right, right. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean? it's like... obviously on purpose, but I want to know and they don't ever. It's just it's the yeah. elephant in the room in the whole episode. Right. You yeah. you told me what the rules are, but you broke the rule before you told it to me. Yes. yes exactly and that's, so one of, that's definitely one of my biggest problems with it that is my biggest and, problem with it and i'm not even saying it's a problem but they didn't explain it to me and now i feel i feel just I, it's unresolved i just feel like just <laughs> lack of resolution and i'm i'm gonna have a hole in me until the mcu accounts for itself and tells me what the hell it means <laughs> right oh yeah absolutely it also kind of I mean, Sean, what is the choice here? Because they okay, enumerate yeah. 18 billion different choices, or, well, or I, not choices, but versions of the universe of which all kinds of different choices yes. are made. Yeah. None of which... So, yeah. I, I had, I, oh, so ahead, this sorry. is where I took it. This is my interpretation. And it, you're right. It doesn't really solve all the questions of the multiple universes. But to me, this is what I think the choice is. And it happens well before this episode actually starts. And the choice is that what if... Doctor Strange chose to love Christine Palmer. To me, that is the difference between this episode and the normal Mm -hmm. MCU. Because you mentioned it to in the summary, it's kind of an on and off. In the movie, it's like, 
they're they're close they're kind of on again but he clearly loves himself more than right. anyone but in this it's like what if he dr strange chooses to love someone else more than he loves himself and i don't know if that's intentional but i really want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it is because to me that's what's really interesting yes, that is i want to so. talk about that so um well first of all you bring up an interesting point can you choose to love someone and I, I that's also yeah. really interesting. I really but, like that uh, idea. Yeah, I, that's cool I, I assumed at the beginning of the episode, because I had just watched Doctor Strange before I saw this episode, um, mm-hmm. the difference was she decides to go to the benefit thing with him. Because in the movie, that doesn't happen. She's They get into a fight right yeah. before it, and she says, no. He's mm-hmm. like, aren't you going to come with me? And she's like, what? No, I'm not going to do that. We're fighting. And she stays home. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so whatever happens in this episode, that's the change. That's what's happened. But then that ends up not even it, like it's yeah, never they addressed. Don't go to it so, in multiple universes. They don't so even go I, to it. I could, I could, I think that what you're saying has merit to it because it, as it stands right now, they're they're not together in the in yeah. the prime in the prime timeline. They are just mm-hmm, associates. Right. They're colleagues. They're friendly, but they are not they don't love each other or they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're not together. So is that, does that classify as the, um, what's it called? The absolute point in the timeline? Like is the absolute point that they can't be together (laughs) or is it that she has to die? That's what I want to know. Uh, yeah, that's actually an interesting idea. It's like, is the universe saying no matter what you can't be together? And is it that in this timeline, they have grown so so close that the universe, in a final destination way, has to intervene by killing yeah. her. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. I, well, the, the the problem is that it introduces this extra layer because you're already telling a, a the premise of a story about multiple universes, mm-hmm. but then you're nesting multiple universes within one singular alternate universe. So, is each one of these alternate universes that he explores? on equal footing with every one of these episodes you know what i'm saying or or what every yeah, one of these Loki really variants complicated and convoluted it, it's just like oh wait now there's like multiple levels yeah. or and do then, i just like no these are all you know it's like and it, then also oh, it, go ahead well i was just gonna say it, it, is the quote-unquote good dr strange also living in his own like co-parallel universe along with all these other ones yeah, exactly. That that's where it kind of lost me. I mean, it was already whacking crazy, but when they started doing the split Doctor Strange's, I was like, ah, I think it would have been fine if you didn't go. I would have maybe liked this a little bit more. It just seemed like because we had spent the bulk of the episode with the Dark Doctor Strange, she yeah. was our protagonist, and then all of a sudden we're shifting like, oh, now here's the Good Doctor Strange. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I was the protagonist was this Dark Doctor Strange, yeah. and I was into it. I was fine with that in this weird dark you know disturbing way it was a tragedy and i totally got that he was going too far that was a story i didn't need a light doctor strange to show that to me you didn't need and it just kind of muddied it to me um especially because he loses anyway like he loot the the light doctor strange they fight and he loses anyway and i don't know it just seemed kind of yeah i don't know really what he added to the story it's like in the in loki when they break the timeline and they show there's the prime timeline and then little branches start branching off and then some of those branches start branching into their own branches so, so this yeah. episode was the sub branches, but that first branch that branched yeah. off just went completely ignored, and I, I, it's I, like, I, all right, that, that's what it was. And I'm just like, wait, no, no, slow down, story. And and it really also yeah. makes me yeah. a little nervous 
because we've talked about how like they're getting into some story-wise some dicey territory doing yeah. multiverse and time travel and all the stuff that they're doing yeah. we talked about that a lot in the loki episode um doctor strange as a character with magic and all this has the potential to just completely ruin everything is what this episode taught me. Well, like yeah. from a storytelling, yeah. Uh, yeah. writing, continuity, MCU standpoint, it we saw in this episode him break the universe. Like I think that Doctor Strange mm-hmm. has the potential to break the in-universe universe and just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like in a meta context as well. Yeah, and right. I'm worried. Well, this is the yeah the darkest one for sure which i i'm totally cool with i liked how dark it got but that's what i was talking about where it's like starts begging a little bit of these questions like wait a second are these episodes gonna have some like yeah. knockoff effects and the graders and i don't know how i feel about that i'm not it's not purely like i don't want that but i also don't know if i want like i don't know it's just like oh this kind of wait a second here wait you said it was safe that they'd explore the safe and now i'm not so sure I, I mean i want i need to clarify when i say it could break the mcu I'm talking about we could take our MCU that we love and works and all the movies are good and everything fits together and they could turn it into the X-Men series. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, you great. I, because you're okay. talking about it in the meta context. In our like, world. We've, we've done a pretty good job. Or we. <laughs> or Marvel, we Disney, whoever. Yeah. Marvel We're as responsible has, as Disney and the filmmakers. Y- yes. I, that's true. Yeah. Um, they've done a great job of kind of keeping you know keeping it wacky but still under control like again the probably the thing that is canon that's taken things the furthest is is the loki show right right? i think in terms of and 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 matt to your point we're about to see dr strange in the multiverse of madness where i'm a little afraid that the lid's gonna come off that jar and it's gonna that they will lose control of the series that they're writing yeah. And that we could yeah. end up with an X-Men series situation. I mean, we've exactly. been so lucky that we have so many entries in the MCU. We got to be past 30 the 30 point this, right? How many how It's uh, if you count the shows, I think we're at like 20 Okay, so we're close right to 30. Yeah. So the X-Men series yeah. has I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm going to say a dozen. All right. It's yeah, probably around there, it. right? And they couldn't get like to the fourth one without the entire the entire timeline completely yeah. collapsing. Sean, I know you think that it all makes sense together, but it doesn't, and I'm sticking with that. <laughs> and so does Sam. He wrote it, and he agrees. No, he, he didn't. He said he agreed with me, but I'm going to say he, he enjoyed gonna our conversation. He was going to agree, but he fell asleep mid-sentence. But yeah, he, he no, didn't no, finish. He, he, he was all going. he said was that he enjoyed our conversation. He didn't say whether he agreed with you or me, and I'm That's sticking true. with it. The X-Men universe has no continuity. It doesn't make sense. But I'm saying, but it's irrelevant, and we can revisit that another time. Um, yeah. But the point is... I think that this episode showed us the potential of the MCU completely collapsing. And that scares me. Maybe. It's scary, but it's also as exciting and in in because of the same reason. I, right. I, I mean, again, I don't know how... I don't think I'm so positive that I am all aboard on it. But I just... It just, like... It surprised... Again, this episode surprised me. And I liked that. I liked it. Like, okay, I was surprised by this episode in ways I wasn't expecting. Um so yeah, it has an ex- exciting that. potential. And to finish yeah. my analogy, the the lids come off the jar. But as we all know, the best rewards are at the bottom of acid jars. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, yep. That's I mean, true. has anybody ever challenged you on that saying though? <laughs> no, that's how I know it's correct. Okay, well, because uh, everyone just intuitively knows it's self evident. It's a uh, yeah. It's just a it's a human you know truism. It's a constant for the <laughs> it's experience. A, it's an that absolute we all share. point. 
It's an absolute point. Yes. Absolute point is that so? Uh, whatever. We don't have to. Well, I kind of want to get into it just just a little. Oh yeah. Bit. Okay. Then yeah, let's get into it. Because I, what is yeah? I, he only, what does it mean? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I have nothing. I just oh. go. You, yeah. Well, okay, because you're establishing. Like okay, there's branches on branches on branches. We're recording a podcast right now on September 21st because of all the events of our lives that have led up to this. But if I went back in time, or if, not even if I went back in time, if I made made a different decision to go try doing a backflip off of the, <laughs> a trampoline, yeah, and a trampoline, bring, bringing trampoline neck, park. breaking my neck, I might not be here right now, right? Or or what if because of this? What if or you might be dead? What if I didn't cancel yesterday and we recorded this yesterday instead? Right. So, but but let's say this is an absolute point. But if I had broken my neck ten years ago and was now living in Arizona, the the gods of Final Destination would suddenly transport me into this condo (laughs) where I could be recording this podcast. Like it, does, timer. it, it has I'm, to I'm work both ways. This, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, I, I totally get it. In the, the, the rules they're establishing in this Doctor Strange scenario is that they will... The absolute point is that she must die. Well, it has yes. to work both ways then. Like, he could have gone back a point in time and, you know, which is something he never explored, which is really stupid. If he, he loved her so yeah. much, he would have gone back far enough in time to the point to stop himself from ever meeting her. And then now fast forward to the the present day where he's going to this gala event. Would she suddenly like show up? Like, <laughs> why am I here? I don't what's going Does on. Does she just like, have a heart attack somewhere in another state, maybe, like yeah. in the ring or what? Well, they do. There's a there's a clip of her having a heart like they, in an alternate. They go out to whatever fast food and she just has a heart attack. Then so it is. It could just be like <laughs> she will just die no matter what. But it, that just begs the question again. What we're talking about here, like. Why is that? It's not an absolute point because you've already proven that it doesn't have to be an absolute point. Via via the so, canon timeline, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like this weird thing that they're fixated on. I, I kind of get the sense that like, uh, yeah, maybe we could just say this and we no one will care. We care. <laughs> I kind of know it. We care. I well, mean, but they spent so much yeah. screen time on I know. it. It's... No, I know. It's just a some. I mean, it's also just a uh, the same the time uh, the time machine. You know the HD Wells yeah. classic is is just very reminiscent of that on uh, you know intentionally so yeah but um anyways right. uh, well well we've already we passed, passed our timer time. we can't talk and anymore. that settles it I hate this episode <laughs> no I don't hate it but it's just it's a lot and to be continued I guess we'll see what we'll see what yeah. happens because this opens up All cans right. of worms and I don't know what they mean yet. All right, uh, popcorn, Sean. Oh, oh. surprise right. twist! I am restarting the timer. Fifteen minutes, Sean. Episode five. Take it away. Cool. All right. So this is what if zombies? <laughs> uh, oh my I god! Like I'm that. glad. Okay, because I thought that when the episode started. Uh, that's some deep cut yum chunks humor for you there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think it's still on our YouTube channel, listeners. I don't recommend watching it, but go watch it. Um, Pillow Fight Z. Anyways, uh, what if zombies? So in this universe, we start in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Pretty much zombies have overtaken the world. We just got a few survivors from our happy band of MCU um, Avengers slash Avenger friends. 
Um, we got like Sharon Carter and and Happy and Spider Man and uh, Hope or Hope Van Dyne, a couple others. Um, they're still around. They're trying to survive. They get together and they think they hope found a cure. Or there's a there's a base where there's people. There's no zombies. They found a place where there's no zombies or something. I don't remember the specifics of how they found that out, they but they go to land. this. They found dry land uh, because there's a tattoo on the back of Spider-Man's back. Anyways, that's not true. That doesn't happen. Uh, uh, Kevin Costner drinks his own pee. You Clock is ticking. Um, Don't anyways. talk about Waterworld. <laughs> uh, anyways, they get to this base and they find that uh, Vision has been um, shielding the zombies from attacking. And he's also found a cure to reverse the zombies. And there is Scott Lang, who is in a head, jar in a heart, head in a jar. He's no longer a zombie. Um, and, uh, but he's also been keeping Wanda in the state of death, a zombie state because he can't cure her because she's too powerful or something. And all hell breaks loose. She escapes and all, most of them kind of die except for, um, Bruce Banner and Spider-Man and someone else. I don't know. Oh yeah, Scott. And, uh, they go to find any remnant of society or civilization to help, I think, Wakanda there was a word that Wakanda might still be fine and that's kind of where the episode ends oh you find out too that the reason there's zombies is because when Janet Van Dyne went to the metaverse um she became a zombie and that that's why there's zombies I guess um oh, wait, I think that's about it you left Anything out else? the you left out the ending because I'm looking at it the reason why uh vision could cure people was because of his mind stone, mind stone yeah. and yeah. they go to wakanda because they have that technology to broadcast his mind stone sure, worldwide right. but then they run into zombie thanos who has a completed infinity gauntlet somehow yep i don't remember that last sentence oh it was uh, after it was a mid-credit scene so okay so i remember saying that oh there's an end credit scene of this episode i watched after the credits and there was i don't there was no end credits i remember i distinctly remember watching but ryan do you remember that, that scene? scene oh yeah absolutely it. it didn't make any sense that's how i remember how did it? i miss it <laughs> i think disney played the wrong credits or something for me <laughs> i want to refund disney because i swear i remember like reading like oh make sure you stay after the credits for this episode there's a and i was like okay i will <laughs> And then it goes, and then nothing happened. Then it starts playing the foreign language credits, you know, like yeah. for oh. the people who really want to watch everything. And I was like, okay, maybe it's after this. It, it wasn't. I didn't see anything. Anyway, huh. it doesn't matter. That's weird. That's but a zombie yeah. So that's what happens. They go to Wakanda to broadcast the in, the Mindstone worldwide to stop the plague. But then they see Thanos, zombie Thanos, with the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. and then the episode. Then it cuts to black. So okay, that's how I didn't. Yeah, I missed that last bit somehow. Okay, irrelevant. For so now. so my question is. Um, does a zombie understand how to operate the infinity gauntlet? Uh, zombies don't know how to snap, so it's, <laughs> it's a mute point. I mean, he doesn't have to snap. That's well, just like there the, goes my uh, the there goes my zombie remake of West Side in, Story. Then he could be it could be anything that caused. But do zombies have any sort of conscious thought, enough conscious thought to want anything to happen other than to eat or whatever? I don't know. What do we think of these zombies? I mean, uh... Yeah, well, okay, so I'll say this, I actually like this episode a lot. It was the most fun episode, again, because all the characters and the wackiness. This was by far the wackiest, funnest episode. It's not, I don't know, it's not my favorite, maybe, but um, there's just so much to like with the characters interacting, and, and I don't know, It's and I also, I had read the What If Zombies, the actual Marvel, or the actual comic, years ago. Um, 
this was not as dark as that, or I will I guess not as like grotesquely yeah. viscerally as dark. But anyways, that's my take on this episode. I uh, I thought this was the silliest episode. Yeah, um, that's true. and 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 because of that, it's hard for me to kind of even have a serious conversation about it um, to the level that we had the other ones. Because um, yeah, I mean they're they're zombie, they're little Left for Dead crew was such a strange combination of characters. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah. it was just fun. Just felt like they were just having fun with this one. And the thing that really set it over the top for me was um, was Scott Lang's head in a jar, like Futurama. Yes, that was yeah. my favorite part. It was just Futurama. Um, yes. When I saw and that, his I'm Wingardium like, Leviosa line? Uh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah that at, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out. Not in a bad way, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, this is just, this is just pure camp, whatever. Okay, yeah. fine, and and it it, it kind of can't in my mind. I, I'm having a hard time elevating it beyond that. You know, it it's just sure. it's yeah. just silly. It's just really yeah. silly. You know, you got the cloak as a character, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Even like, yeah, this is just. I don't know. I wish I had something deeper to say about this one, especially because this is the last one we're talking about for tonight. But that's really all that's it fair. is. It just felt like it just felt like they had fun writing this one, and they weren't trying to do anything like deep with this just it's what if zombies the title says it all <laughs> right they didn't even try with the title they're just like yeah. yeah just what if zombies they even gave the intero bangs so yeah, yeah. I, I i'm glad they didn't try to do anything extra special with this one and they just said yeah we're just gonna have a good old fun time and we're gonna pick up like a random assortment of characters that never get to interact with each other really yeah and see what happens let's just see what happens yeah. when this when we put these together and like sean said i had read uh, the Marvel zombies way back in the day and where that one I think starts out as being kind of like oh man yeah what would happen if this is kind of wacky but that thing it gets way too serious way too quick yeah. and way too grotesque yes. and it, it just all the fun vanishes from what it could have been yeah. very quickly and I think this is a perfect evidence of what it could have been or what it should be yeah. I think um, and just yeah it, it's it's freaking zombies we're gonna have some fun with this um, <laughs> yeah. and and we did. It was great. I and I, I think it's the uh, the most I could have asked for. Um, yeah, and this, actually, this what, is, I, what I what I like. Was, was, was this, this is less twenty eight days later and more Zombie Land. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously zombie movies and stuff have been kind of beaten to death, um, as evidenced by the twenty seven seasons of um, Walking Dead. Um, but <laughs> oh my god, is that how many there actually are? No, there's no, like twelve I, or I something. Don't know. It, too okay. many. Anyway, I would but, be, I would believe it, I guess. But yeah. anyway, sorry. Um, oh, but the, and the, well, this is the last thing that one um, I really liked about this episode is they captured the actual the visual style of the Marvel Zombies mm-hmm. uh, comics really really well. I, I think all the background, all the scenery, just of like everything's yeah. destroyed, the apocalypse, and just the color palette they just nailed. Um, I thought it just yeah. So yeah, I thought that was just a, a nice touch t- for those who were fans of that comic, and that just added a little bonus for me. Um, yeah, I I think this episode, in general, all of the episodes, the when they're at their best, but this episode, I think overall, felt the most like I was just reading a comic book, like it, like in the m- most fun way possible, where it's just like. Ah, this is just so much fun. It's obviously colorful. It's all these characters interacting in fun ways, and and it I don't know it it 
captured the fun of like reading an, a comic book as a kid like oh what's yeah. gonna happen this wacky crazy thing going on um and and with all the actual again with all the voices coming in to voice most if not all the characters in this episode um it just felt so like this is so crazy we're getting these actual like big hollywood guys and it's this dumb silly stupid zombie thing it just lent an air of like again authenticity is not the right word but just like level of um more than just like some adult swim dumb zombie thing Mm. not to pick on adult swim but you know just like some silly throwaway thing it felt big it felt big because of the production values and the characters are are the characters we know and love they nailed the character voices and and their interactions and all that stuff it just yeah it it just felt so much fun yeah i think like when i'm when i said i was a little let down by the first episode i think this episode Mm -hmm. captures why like you have literally the entire canon of marvel at your Mm -hmm. disposal you have a huge budget you have all these amazing uh amazing voice actor you know vocal talent um it's it is an absolute like dream for a comic writer right like imagine Mm -hmm. being a cop you know comic writer in the 90s or whatever decade and like oh i gotta do whatever i want i get to pull ip from all these different sources and combine them into a story like oh my gosh this is my absolute Mm -hmm. dream job of writing a comic book and and yeah here it is here's here is marvel zombies on screen and then when i look back at episode one i'm like oh that's that's all they did with that okay i mean all right okay that's fair i can i can see that yeah Yeah. and again i i you raised some really good points on that first episode, which I think are totally valid. I just, I think it was, you know, again, after having watched five of these, I was kind of like, Oh, Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. Um, I will say that this, like the third episode to me anyway, is, and this doesn't really decrease my enjoyment of this episode, but I do think the what if premise in terms of where the divergent happened is yeah. the most like, wait, she's just a zombie. Like why, why is she a zombie now in the, in the, in the metaverse? Like, yeah. did, I, I, it's not that important. Cause again, this is a silly episode, but it would have been nice if there was some sort of like, Oh, she's a zombie because she chose to open this weird egg sack in the metaverse or I don't know, something stupid, but as opposed to just like, yeah, whatever, she's a zombie. I don't know, maybe that adds to the silliness of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean... have a better explanation. Again, yeah, trying to reduce it down to a single choice is kind of impossible on this one. And just... Yeah. If you're just asking, what if she was a zombie? Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it didn't yeah. even have to be her, right? It could have been like, yeah, exactly. anyone in the world anyone. became a zombie. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what right. that is. I mean, if I've learned anything from these is that the Ant-Man and all the Ant people in the MCU are way more powerful than they have been used up to this point in the actual mainland or the prime universe. Well, yeah. Considering they can completely yeah. kill any Avenger they want, including the Hulk. <laughs> um, Wait, which gives credence to, is credence the right word? Credibility. Credence, Fairwater revival. To all the people after Infinity War came out that said they you don't should have just, to bring up that theory. <laughs> they should just have Ant-Man yeah. go up Thanos's butt <laughs> I did think and about expand. That. Yes. That problem solved. Problem so solved. all of you who never heard that theory just know that that was a legitimate complaint <laughs> that went around <laughs> for a while that said why didn't they just do yes. that? And why didn't well, they just do that? 
They should have sued. All those fans should sue Marvel because they didn't do it. Now. But then they only get paid um, if they win the lawsuit in the form of um, Marvel movies. Release the Thanos in, butt explode. In the form of an- Thanos butt memes. Yes. <laughs> um, any, anything else to say about... Well, this is another case of clearly this is a bad universe. This is a far, far, far worse. The last two episodes are far worse universes than the actual Prime universe. I mean, yep. I guess. No, if Sands or Butts about it, I don't think. I guess, Thanos but butts about when it. they showed... I just laughed when I saw Zombie Thanos, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, as soon as the heroes get there, they're just going to just shoot him and then take the Infinity Gauntlet and then go, oh, hey, cool, we have an Infinity Gauntlet. Cool. We have all the Infinity Stones. We should probably destroy these. I mean, everybody's a zombie, whatever. They can but... snap to undo the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, they can just snap the oh, zombie Oh, yeah, there you go. Away. So it's actually the most hopeful one. Yeah, so that's what, like, sure. I think that was maybe their way of saying, hey, it's not they'll figure bad. this out. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Okay, so this was proof that... It, so after watching that episode, I was... I even texted some my friend and said, like, so... I guess the next episode is going to be, it's like a to be continued. That's interesting. They're doing a to be continued in these what if shows. And the next episode is going to be the continuation of this because I didn't see the ending. And it just was them driving to flying to Wakanda. And it seems so open ended, even for this format. I'm like, oh, I guess there's going to be more. Why did they not show me the ending? I feel <laughs> I'm really gypped. Sean, this is like... just like you missing the intro to Jungle Cruise. Like I know it happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you blocked it out from your memory. <laughs> I don't because I would remember Thanos as a zombie. I know if I saw Thanos as a zombie, I would remember it, and it's not in my brain. Sean got so angry at seeing zombie Thanos that he threw a fit, tripped, hit his head, and doesn't remember it now. Yeah, I was repressing I'm it. actually in an insane asylum right now. This is all a figment of my imagination. Yeah, what if, Sean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> little point here. Uh, Wikipedia says that it's a nearly complete Infinity Gauntlet. Which, Sean, oh, when you go back and watch it, for oh, the first oh, time, apparently, complete. you can see... <laughs> you can, I thought it yeah. was a complete Infinity Gauntlet. I thought it was yeah, too, no. but that's what they said. So, Sean, you have to no. confirm that. Okay. I wonder what's missing. Oh, it would be... Uh, the Mind Stone. It, that's it. It would be yeah, Mind Stone. Stone. Never mind, we answered stone. our own question. Oh, okay. okay, well now we now none of us need to go back and watch that scene. Sean, you're off the hook, so we don't have to... Oh. Oh, perfect. Ant- Ant-Man's friends are here. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Well, there we go. That's yeah. uh, the first five episodes of What If. I thought this was a 10-episode series, but you're saying it's nine? Yeah, I thought it was too, but I just I was looking it up and says, what I'm looking at, it says nine-episode series. So. All right. Uh, well, okay. cool. Well, um, as of this recording, episode six is out, but we'll go ahead and save that for... Uh, yeah. For when we do, we'll do six, seven, eight, and nine. Uh, once sure. the series is co- the season is completed, um, I have a feeling this could be one that gets another season, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, um, I, if if it if it's these, why not, right? Like, um, <laughs> that could be the sequel show. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> what if? Why not? Um, well, I don't know if there's any kind of like last kind of like um, sure. encompassing thoughts here. Um, well, what did um, just kind of overall? How how happy are we? Are people with it? Not happy? Is it the, liking it? Not liking it? This is what I thought it would be, and I'm in general enjoying it. The negatives that I've listed are not large enough for me to kind of knock the show overall. I'm mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm very interested in the possibility. Like, okay, so these are all what if scenarios, but as we know, there's a multiverse, so 
will they establish yeah. that these universes are canon? They're just alternate universes from the, the central timeline. And mm. is it possible that some of these characters can jump timelines and we could see crazy evil Doctor Strange show up in our main timeline or any of this stuff? And that kind of creates a lot of interesting possibilities for the future. So I, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, or if this is just exploring possibilities and that's it. Um, but I think there's the opportunity for that. And um, I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, overall, enjoying it. Enjoying what I've seen. I'm looking forward to the last few episodes here. Um, uh, yeah. What, what about y'all? Cool. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, just to reiterate a little bit what I've already said, just overall, I am a little disappointed in the scope of the questions and, or I guess, answers to the question, what if. Um, uh, but overall, I'm fairly satisfied. I do like, like I said, I like the art of the show. Um, has good humor, like most MCU stuff. And, um, just the overall talent behind it all is is good. Um, I don't know if I need to see this connected with the main MCU. I could see them bringing in villains. Like mm. I could even see them bringing in a, 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 the evil Doctor Strange into the main when yes, that's a villain he has to fight. That would actually kind of be a, f- a fun thing that I don't know we've seen in the MCU. Like a a character has to yeah. fight the dark version of themselves. It's a common like trope just in general. But it I don't know. I think it could work for Marvel, and I think this would be a good place to pull. Um, content from without um, breaking too many brains. Right, I think that's yeah. I think that's a good idea. Uh, Sean. Um. Yeah. Uh. Overall, I'm enjoying it. I think I the, the when it works the best, it is very fun. It is reminding me of reading comic, but more so just I love seeing these characters that I like interacting more. Um. Even if it's not the prime timeline or it's not canon or all whatever that jazz that doesn't diminish the fun i get to see from um the hulk talking to paul rudd in a jar like that just like (laughs) i i can't overstate or understate or not state exactly how just even state at this point or even state apparently um how much fun that is and uh and seeing these characters interact again on other levels so um i do think sometimes the premise and the questions, um, if I get too heady about it, do maybe um, uh, distract me from what I could just be purely enjoying. Um, but I don't think those questions are unwarranted. I think uh, I, I want I, I want those the show to go to those places, um, and even if it's not always the best episode, sometimes those are the most interesting times when they start asking these questions. Um, so. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the last couple episodes. Um, I'm curious what they haven't touched yet. What realms of the MCU they haven't touched that they... So I feel like... I know the next episode is about Iron Man and Killmonger. But I think they haven't really done anything about um, Captain Marvel. I feel like there could be a Captain Marvel themed or, you know, around her character in that world. And also, do you think they'll do a uh, Shang-Chi? I feel like they could do a Shang-Chi. I, think so. episode, I would actually really right? like they... to see that. I, would, hmm. that, I mean, yeah, they could have produced that. Well, I mean, they would have been writing and producing Shang-Chi at the same time. If they were so. smart and they had their ducks in a row, which they often do yeah. in, the, you know, in the MCU, I could see that kind of being a cool tie-in to everything, having a I'll, Shang-Chi episode. I, I was kind of hoping, and maybe just I'd, uh, 
you guys can correct me where I'm wrong here, but that this would be an opportunity to integrate some of the um, kind of out, more outstanding MCU or just, or sorry, Marvel properties like X-Men, oh, sure. um, like Daredevil. Um, you know. Yeah, that would be fun if they did some of the Netflix, the Daredevil and, and Iron Fist and that stuff. I would be, that'd be kind of an interesting kind of yeah. backdoor way to like, eh, these guys are still we might do stuff with these guys. Yeah, because and they don't necessarily need to be major players, but I think I'm yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, Marvel Zombies included all of the X Men. Um, yeah, it did. So, I remember Wolverine as a zombie. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess and, uh, yeah. yeah, they could do that. Um, I guess I want to see. I, I, I just because these are some of my favorites, so I would like to see a Spider Man centric episode um, with all those characters. I would love to see you know all the high school drama doing uh you know that kind of stuff because that's kind of why i like those movies and um they've already done a lot of stuff with ant-man characters but i don't care i love the ant-man movies so i would love to see um one center around their universe a little bit more around their world so um yeah i don't know who knows direction what direction they're gonna go it could be they can go anyway so uh yeah i'm looking forward to it cool um uh all right i was gonna pose one last question unless there's anything else you guys wanted to pose away um, I was just gonna have us rank. What do you? Whatever. What's our ranking of the existing episodes so far? I don't think five is too many to to ask. Okay. Um. All right. Let's see. Okay. Just give me a minute. Uh, 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 um. All right. Let's see. I would say that my favorite one is probably zombies. Then I would say probably Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. And then I would say um, the last three are hard to rank um, because I have lots of positives and negatives for both of them. Um, I would say I would say T'Challa is Star-Lord and then I would say uh Murder Mystery and Doctor Strange are probably tied for last, I think. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. What about someone else? I got mine. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Zombies is first for me. Doctor Strange, second for me. Uh, Then the T'Challa Star-Lord. Then Captain or Peggy Carter, Captain... Yeah, I keep saying she's yeah. Captain America, but it's obviously that's wrong. But Captain whatever. Captain Carter. Whatever. Captain Carter. Uh, and then the... Black Widow murder mystery last. Okay. Cool. So mine's pretty close to Ryan's. My favorite, I think, I am going to go with T'Challa, Star Lord, um, then Zombies, then What If Doctor Strange, then Captain Carter, and then, yeah, the, the Avengers are all dead. Looks uh, like we all, uh, looks like we all rank that towards the bottom. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to fall in line, I'll break the tie. I'll say that Doctor okay. Strange was my fourth on the list, and the murder mystery was the last one. All right. Um, okay. Cool. Cool. Well, there you go. That's what we got so far. We'll have to rank all nine at the end of this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and maybe some of our opinions have changed. Uh, you know, my opinion might change on a couple of these. If I go back and watch Zombies and see Thanos, yes. that might give it the edge it needs to be number Look, one. Look, it's okay for us to have changing opinions. That just means that we grow as people and we're open to new ideas. Okay? This it's healthy. Alright. Now. You would say that, you flip-flopper. What? Uh, Alright. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> we have an email this week. Oh my god. It's from um it's from Sam Stovold, our chronic email abandoner. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Stovold, justice line. Her subject line. Wait, what? <laughs> subject subject line. Justice, justice for Chewy. No. <laughs> nope. Justice for Chewy. All right. <laughs> Sam writes, greetings, Chunk Roasters. Okay. Now that my Hot Pockets are cooking, I've got a few minutes to bang out a letter to you guys. First of, first off, thank you for reading my ridiculous email and sanctioning my buffoonery. And sorry again. You guys are princes. But I'm not writing to keep beating that dead horse. Though I do, of course, love hearing you talk more about Loki. Instead, I just wanted to let Matt know that he's not crazy and that the Davis boys are hopelessly out of touch for not knowing about the whole Ted Cruz Zodiac Killer thing. We, oh, Matt. we agreed with you. Furthermore, <laughs> I had to follow up on something you've touched on regarding artificial intelligence. I can't believe oh, no. that you guys didn't even mention... And that's the end of the email. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that was so good. Oh, that was great. Well done. Mm, perfect. Yeah. Actually, I've thought about uh, more about my um, my whole AI rant uh, before. Oh. We don't need to get back into it, but no, we don't. At, at some future date, we I can I want to. Uh, uh, if you want us to hear us get back into it, listeners, send us an email. Hear Ryan rant about AI for another hour. Yumchunks at yumchunks at gmail write us whatever you want because Thanks. as Thank it's clear so. we will read whatever it is that you yeah. send us <laughs> yeah, huh? we it it's the children who are out of touch it's the children who are around us yeah, yes exactly well I, okay then, it's a simpsons line i butchered but uh, you yeah you, yeah saying. but i knew that it was a simpsons line because i've watched all of the simpsons now i've watched more exactly. episodes than either of you have and uh, Actually, well okay maybe you've watched more uh, different episodes, but I still say that we've watched yes. just more episodes in general. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But like I've through, watched an episode repeated probably, viewings. Yeah. No, that's absolutely correct. That is absolutely correct. But you're right. You have watched more actual of, of the full seasons. Yeah. So Sean, get your Simpsons quotes right, especially since you've probably seen that episode multiple that times. That was what. Yeah. I was just so excited to get it out out of context after we read the email that I butchered it. Okay. Well, if it's the children that are out of touch, then um, you guys are the children. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. All right. Well, there you go. That was a that was a heck of an episode. We got through a lot of content. I feel like yeah. I feel like that five was five full, hours long. Five full MCU movies in one episode. Everyone, there you go. Gosh, gosh, dang it. All right. Um, What's left? What else is there to do? Well, you can tune in future episode for part two where we talk about that'll be in october when the episode or the when the season um ends so about a month from now you can hear the rest of our takes on the rest of the episodes and between then and now what can you hear us talk about um what are we going to be talking about i mean if we really want to we could do a malignant episode <laughs> I mean, uh, it would be fun to talk more in depth about that. Do we want to do a whole episode about it? It would be know. probably That's a short debate. episode if we did, but yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, James Bond. When does James Bond come out? Oh, that's coming soon. I thought it was later in October. And uh, 
We're we're, but, we're all going to see uh, Dear Evan Hansen this weekend. Yeah, well, yep. that's up in the air whether we're doing an episode about that one. But so I guess that we'll could have to wait. Yeah, we'll have so, to wait. But we yeah. will be doing some Venom. We're going to do a Venom. Venom. That's soon. Um, also, um, I don't know if you guys this just throwing this out there as a potential topic, but that Marvel or the uh, Disney Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars Visions show is premiering this week, and they are dropping all episodes at a time uh, or at once, not a weekly thing. So we could potentially do all that, and that's going to be anima- uh, Animaniacs, Animatrix style mm-hmm. kind of mm. thing, which well, seems I'd be I'd be down to. We'll again, see. We'll see. Know, I have a check it out. I'm sorry, but I'm a Trekkie now, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't talk about. I, I, I'm not allowed to talk about Star Wars anymore. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> or even watch it. <laughs> okay, uh, you have to remain fifty feet away from Star Wars at all times. Yeah, it's the law. Y'all you, you know how it goes. All right. Anyways, listeners, that's what we have up on the horizon. Um, but uh, write in, let us know what you thought about what if so far, and or about AI. Write about your or thoughts about, about AI because that you know yeah. that won't be a waste of time. All right. Instigate another conversation from Ryan about his thoughts on AI. All right, Sean. What if just what if we just end of the episode right now just cut to static what if we did that i don't know is that the prime timeline or is that this has been after the credits a young chunks podcast